Welcome to the Soul Revolution Tribe podcast, where we share stories, laughs, and even a few tears, but always a good time. We are about depth and real raw sharing through soul conversations and medicine. We are learning to find ourselves again and to be an unstoppable force of nature, ready to break down the constructs and rebuild them with love and acceptance at its core. We are the new world. Welcome, Colleen. I'm so honored to have you on this podcast. Like we just instantly click and we have we we have so many different like aspects of the world that most people don't look at. And I just love that, like the deep conversations we can have. So I'm excited to share that with the listeners today. Um, first, I wanted to start out with sharing like your story of how you got like how you view parenting and where you're at now. Because I know that we've had conversations of like a couple years ago, you would have looked at where you're at now and no one would have expected your life to look what like it does now. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this stuff. I feel like this is a big, a big, um, a giant leap for mankind. <laughs> it's, it's taking power back with our parenting. Um, mine started where a lot of people started with the whole pandemic and bringing the teacher into our home, I think opened a lot of our eyes to like what was being taught and like mm-hmm. kind of the curriculum, like what they were doing, like with our kids and like, uh, I guess like personal belief systems that were fitting into like, that were kind of sneaking into their school day, especially coming from someone who like completely was seen differently than the masses. And then hearing like, like, you know, really, really, really like the reason we have children is to mold them into like these people who we, you know, who like we like want to honor, you know, like raise them up and stuff and like turn them into like great human beings with like be able to think for themselves. And I was realizing that like my kids were only in like kindergarten, first grade. And I was like, oh my God, they're, they're, they're already like kind of putting their, pushing their beliefs on them in when they should be teaching them math. Yeah. And there's so much pressure nowadays. It's different back in the day where kindergarten was just like, color a pretty picture and we're playing with other kids now it's like now you're learning the basics of reading and things like that not that that's bad but it's just so much like doing instead of letting the flow of like learning process to come through yeah well that was it was like really interesting and I know it was different in the classroom but like like you said before this I was like the classroom mom I would like you know do the parties and stuff like that but I kind of just honored the teachers and like I mean I didn't even use that verbiage back then I just trusted the teachers like thought like you know I went through school it's just what you do like you send your kids to school and it was like one of those first times that you realize like there are more than one like even two options because it's like for at that point I thought it was public school or private school and I put them in public school and stuff and I coming from someone who went all the way through Catholic school I had I knew I was never going to do like, I'd already like woken up to the religion thing. That was like, well, before this. So I was like that the public school is the next step. And wow, it was, um, I can say my final straw was when um, it was in a time where my husband is in a career where he is like, was fighting for like his job to not have to get, you know what? Yep. <laughs> and, stuff. and so he was like, we would talk about it. Like it was a big deal in our home. And then I heard the teacher, I was sitting there because he would do the class in front of me, like in our living room. And she started talking, telling them how important it was for everyone to get it. And like how like she was not going to be there the next day because she had to go and get it and all these things. And I was like, what 
the actual F is happening. Like yeah. he is in first grade. They're so why... little that that, that shouldn't yeah. be their concerns. It's oh no. And like I had been, I like literally pulled them out, didn't let them go back to in-person school because I didn't want them to be in school with masks because I'm like, it's just it was that scared tactic that like everyone yeah. like it was so much fear going through these little so much anxiety like, for these little oh, bodies to hold when they are already trying yeah. to regulate so many big emotions. Oh my gosh. And so it was one of those things when I saw her like instilling that fear that I had protected them from, like, because it's not, yeah, exactly. They're not, they're not at the mental, like they don't have the mental capacity to like understand what's happening. I was like, nope, that is it. So the next day I just, I let the school know that I was going to be doing this program on my own. And uh, from there, that was, I don't know what, what is time. (laughs) I feel like that was only last year, but it feels like it was like five years ago. But anyways, so then that's when I shifted to doing it all on my own. And, um, and it's been, it's been a learning experience. There's been a lot of moments there's been like, but it was like, it's also has felt so right and stuff. And it's been like such an honor to like get to, I didn't think, I never thought I was going to be the mom to homeschool. I had told you that, like, it was all, it was like, kind of like a joke. Cause I just wasn't, I'm not like that type of mom. I'm, I'm great with the littles. And then like the tea, it's just, you know, I don't it's not, a, that's not innate where like, you never, yeah. learned, like, I'm going to be a teacher. I really, like, this is my yeah. calling. It just kind of flowed in. Well, and like we talked about how you're a nurse. So it's like, yep. you have that, like, I'm that, not a nurse. I have that mother archetype automatically. So yeah. I have that really like nurturing, like everything is like that in my life. Like I'm very nurturing patient. <laughs> that well, that's what like. For me, it's more like uh, I like talk to them. I start talking to them like when my four, when my oldest turned four, I is when I had the twins. So I went from four, uh, two kids to four kids, all within four years of each other. And that's when like I like the shift really happened, where it's like I started to realize I treat my four year old like I treat I like that na- nurturing. I'm like, come on, like use your brain, like logically, <laughs> let's think about this. And people will be like, he doesn't really have logic yet. I'm like, yeah, because no one's teaching it to him. The four-year-olds can have logic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's not like that, ner- like, oh, let's, do- it's just funny, like, yeah. how I am, like, with children. I just interact with them way differently than, like, the than the nurse or the teacher. So people just yeah. did not expect me to, like, have this. Um, and so, like, for me, though, but that's the beauty of it. It's like, my program probably yeah. looks way different than your program. And that's what I love about homeschooling is yeah. it's with it's your family, whatever works for you. And you have multiple kids and I am homeschooling my two youngest. Like, they're both different. Like, we can do similar things, but I have to tailor it differently because they both learn differently. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know about you, but, like, it was a roller coaster starting out um, cause I started with the COVID too. It went from my oldest was my youngest wasn't in school yet. My oldest did pre-K didn't even get to finish pre-K it, cause COVID hit and everything happened and mm-hmm. everything got shut down. We did virtual school, um, for more consistency pieces. And a lot of every school was virtual to start with. And then we didn't want them to go in for a week and then be set out like all that transition mm-hmm. transitions hard as it is. We were trying to create that consistent learning environment. But then he would cry every time the tablet came out. Like it was, and this is a kid that loves technology, loves to play little like, like app games and things, but he would ball because one, he had the, like he developed this anxiety of the Zoom meetings because you have all the little pictures and he thought everyone was staring at him because you see the faces, all the eyes on him. And he didn't like being that focal, even though it wasn't, but that's how his 
world felt. And then um, the modules are not, they're not fun, interactive kindergarten mm -hmm. things. It was like, let me read to you for 10 minutes and then let's answer these questions that are not like simple. They're like, here's a sentence and now here's four sentence answers. It was not, it was not to his learning style. He's more hands-on and whatever. So I, I was able to work with the teacher and started like doing my own homeschooling lessons, which I didn't realize that that's kind of what I was doing at that point. And so we, we did that piece and then she would assess and we made it work because it was kind of like the whole world's in chaos and we, we've got to do what we got to do. And she's the one who's like, you could homeschool easily. You teach more than what a normal teacher would do. And you ha don't have the teaching education. And, um, and then I liked that I could put my own thing. Like I can teach mindfulness. I can teach critical thinking and give them those, those skills and those discernment skills and work those muscles that I think a lot of our society has kind of lost the ability of or they're weak that they don't use their own own like you're saying that logical aspect and that creative aspect I can pull both of those and really going into how that looked is then when I went to homeschool I was trying to do public school at home like the eight classes a day and whatever yeah. structure because because I didn't know better like that okay we can do this and it was so overwhelming <laughs> and so trying to do all these things. And then we, we realized like, throw the rule book out the window. Like the, what is going to work for our family that we're covering all the bases still, but in a flow that feels natural and supportive to us. And that's where we got where we're at now. And like, there's days where we're like, mom doesn't feel great. Like, as I just went over this like sickness and mom doesn't feel great. So sitting at the table, really focusing on where mom has to read and we're doing all that like paper time because we have table time too. It was just too like no one wanted to sit and focus and have the energy. We needed to kind of move our bodies and be more connected. So we did a lot of more play, play learning. Like we were learning through the play piece where a lot of people may not realize because if you ask my kids because they go into like they have classes so they were at parkour and they're going around when they're stretching asking questions and they're like, what did you do today? Like, what did you, what was one thing that you, that, that not what you learned. It's like, what is one good thing you did today? Or what one thing you did in school to them, the play isn't school, even yeah. though it is. So they're like, they're like, Oh, we had, we didn't do school because mom wasn't feeling well. It wasn't, it wasn't even <laughs> that. And I laugh. Cause I'm like, I'm like, you have to look at the context. Like they think sometimes paperwork is what everyone else considers school. And it's the, their little brains are already like figuring that out of like, I could say that we played, we played grocery store and we made our grocery list and we added it up and things like all these skills that are real life skills that you're going to use, but you are pulling math and language and reading in, but you're making it fun where the kids don't even realize that we're doing work mm -hmm. um, at all. But to them, that was just playtime with mom. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just, I like oh. that though. And like, it also kind of teaches them like time management on your own, because when you put them like in the school, it's like you, you very much just that start of like, you start at 8am and like, you're done at three, like, mm -hmm. and that's just your school day. Where like with my oldest son, <clears throat> we should also mention too, I, you have three boys, I have four yes. boys. So mm -hmm. homeschool too allows them to like, be able to like literally go outside yeah. when they're getting like rat, like as boys do. Get Move really that energy. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like all of a sudden you're like go outside and like 
do something before like you can focus again. Mm -hmm. But I'm already noticing with like the third, my third grader, he, um, he like figures out like he knows all the plans like because I'm like following like different like so he mm -hmm. will intentionally finish a whole month of math <laughs> within like two days to just then be like well I'm done with math like I did like all four of the and I'm like no that's not like <laughs> but at the same time I'm like I mean that's also like using his logic yeah like, he's this is what I want this is what yeah. I'm creating space so for did, <laughs> but then he realized if he finishes it that early, then I just give him more. So now he's like trying to like space it out. I'm like, that's another thing. Like he's like figuring this out on his own. And he's like, but problem then he's solving. Like, yeah. And he's like passing like those traits down to like, and now that his little brother, so he's in third grade. And then the next one is kindergarten. And the, our third grader, he loves like doing the kin like helping administering mm -hmm. the work to the kindergartner. And that's also beautiful to watch because yes. it's like, it's like such a cute thing to watch. Like my oldest, like teach my second one, like the alphabet and how to sound out words and how to spell. And it's like, it's just this, it's such a different feel. And it like creates such a different, like we separate all these siblings, you know, who are like, yep. just that are so close. It's like, literally it's a cluster of four boys, you know, that like, and I believe I'm of the belief that obviously like we all choose who we want to mm -hmm. like live our lives with. So I'm like, they chose to live in the, like have this cluster and like now they, I actually get to honor that and they get to have like this time, like the together, like where like we, we break them up, you know, like I remember like my sister and I were so close and so close in age, but then when we go to school, we'd have to be separate all day. You navigate you know? the world all by yourself in these new situations yes. where like, I don't really yeah. know. So you have that built-in support system. My mm -hmm. sister and I are only 18 months apart too, but we're in two separate grades. And it was the same thing as like, we were very close and connected at home, but then it's like the school came. And then there was almost like bickering a little bit between oh, us yeah. because it's like, these are my friends, not your friends. Like I'm trying to create my own identity, but we like, it was a whole shift of a world. Oh, that is, that's so fascinating. That's like literally what happened, especially when you get to like middle school, high school. Yes. Age. And that's where it kind of hit. In elementary, <laughs> like, it wasn't so big of a deal, but as yeah. soon as middle school hit, then it was more complex. But it was also, I was one of those people, like my sister couldn't annoy the heck out of me because I have a little sister and, mm -hmm. and I can, I can pick on her in my own way at home. But if you dare say anything negative or whatever, like, uh, -uh that's, that's not your place. <laughs> like I was a very protective big sister at the same time. That's so funny. That's like another one of our like opposite, similar, but opposite. Cause I'm the younger of the two sisters. <laughs> so it's like, as you're talking, I'm like, oh yeah, that was kind of like my older sister where it's like, she, she, yeah. Like she was like, no, I can do this. You can't. <laughs> but I like, I like, you know, but, um, but no, it is, it's like, just to like, really like honor, like those sibling relationships too. And like, kind of let those like unfold. And then like you talked about, you said parkour. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, and then that's like with them. Um, it's interesting because I actually had our oldest one. Um, we, we had him in like, you know, piano, like all the different sports, all the different, and this, like just this year, was when I was like, I'm actually gonna like pull back on the amount of activities because I thought it yeah. was like I needed to have like PE. Yeah. Um, I needed the pressure to have, of all like, these things you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> from the, yeah, from and it was really funny because and then it's and then you go into that whole thing where kind of like this is another programming from school where it's like you see what like your your child is good at and so you're like, well, you have to continue doing that and then you aren't even actually honoring what they want to do. You're just assuming yeah. that like they have to do it. 
So it's also, there's a big lesson to be learned and like, when now that I spent so much time with him, I'm like, I'm not going to, I can tell what's making him happy. And yeah. I can tell what's like, he's feeling forced to do. And I'm like, I'm not going to force him to do anything just because through my perception, he's good at it because it's yeah. like, he doesn't like, and then you think back to your trauma that you went through. Like, I always like, one of the things I tell is like, I'm 5'10". I was good at volleyball only because I was always the tallest one there instead of they needed me to be the center so it's like I was forced into this sport that I hated and yeah. I was like and even, even if you like, have the natural skill like that's yeah. my oldest he's he is an amazing trumpet player and, he, and if he's yeah. passionate about something he'll go out of his way so when COVID hit his teachers loved it because um they're trying to figure out how to navigate music lessons virtually and he's sitting here pulling up YouTube, learning how to play like Bruno Mars and things yeah. like that on his trumpet. But then as he grew up, he kind of grew up that stage where it was, he was good at it, but he, he, the passion wasn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted to step away. And that's where I, I got to look back and see the lens because his, his teacher didn't want to leave him. And it wasn't like him to leave because she saw the t potential and she's like, I don't want him to give up. But at the same point, I have to show her the other shoe of like, I'm not forcing him to do something because he's good at it. He yeah. has, he has free will and he gets to follow just like us. Like what we try to do, we tell, we tell our kids to follow their dreams, but yet would that be really following his dream? If I'm forcing him down a path and trying to get him to go somewhere where he isn't being called. Well then like going back to, yes that and then like going back to what I was saying about volleyball it's like because of that pressure that I felt to like you know like make varsity and like play club and like do all this stuff like I started to hate it like and so mm -hmm. I was like whatever years my senior year I was like I don't want to do this all senior year now it's so funny because my husband and I have started like doing it like a one more like recreationally for fun yeah. and I'm like I love volleyball <laughs> I was like I just hated with the like society like what like yeah, I think the pressure of the rules yeah. and everything yeah yeah so it's like we take these things that like you're innately good at and then we put the pressure on them and then you will start to resent them and I'm like mm -hmm. seeing that through my kids now and then it's like we just like he's really good or he's through my I'm his mother so I think he's really good at everything but like he's pretty good at piano right now he doesn't enjoy it. So it's like, I don't want him to lose yeah. that spark for like being good. So it turns into, and so it's like, that was like a big moment for me where it's like, we, we just assume cause they're good at it. Then we want to put pressure on them to do better. Yes. When it's like, we're not actually just honoring. It's like, there's things that I'm good they're at. Practice. And it's like, I, yeah. And it's like, I'm <laughs> only going to get better if I feel called to get better. Like there's things that we I can't like, want their dreams be more than them. Like we can't, yeah. we can't want something for them. They've got to want it and put the work in too. And if it doesn't feel right, then allowing them to know, like, that's how we have this rule is like, we try different things. Like if you're interested, we can try it, go for it. But yeah. you will complete the session like yes. whatever the thing is, because we follow through, we make commitments and we follow through mm -hmm. for our point. That doesn't mean you have to sign up for it again. Mm -hmm. But if you committed to a team, you're going to commit to this amount of time. And we talk about that. If we want to enroll in this program, it's this long. That means you're committed to eight sessions with this. Is this something you want? So they can kind of see the picture and it kind of teaches them time, even though time's kind of like a very lucid concept at their, like my, my boys are, um, they're five and seven right now. So so like that, they don't really necessarily see the abstract pieces as much, but, but that doesn't mean that they can't. So I try to give them those views of seeing, okay, so this is what we're agreeing upon. If that feels comfortable, then all for it. If not, and you need more time to think about it, that's fine. We, but we got to decide. 
And then after that, when we're done, we don't have to like everything we do. But we got to put we got to put the effort and give it a try. And we we just we're finding out what what we like and what we don't like. Yeah, that's what life is about. And especially like for us, like we that's we have that same exact rule, because if you join, especially a team sport Mm -hmm. or if like you like want if because we still like we talk to especially the oldest one, like we are honoring if he decides that he wants to go back to school next year, uh, we're like you know, yep. considering it, like we'll have the say, but it's like, we really want to, I feel like now he's going to be like, he's nine. So he's, you know, he's at the age where I feel like we've anyways, like I follow the astrology seven years, like yep. I think you have those seven year increments. So he's in his second phase where it's like, yes, he's still very, but he has a lot of his core values, you know, yep. like, and, and he knows to come to like mom and dad stuff, but uh, it's just like our oldest, our oldest, same, like we give them the option. I even ask the little ones if they want to, per se I give them like this is what's kind of going on but this is my opinion I always I always want to instill that in them like this is my view there's other views this is my view this is how other people can see it but how do you truly feel and I try to teach them to tune into their body and see what they feel right away from that young age because no one taught me that when I was young I had to teach myself later in life yeah I just look back of how different my life would have been if somebody taught me how to trust myself and my own intuition versus we're constantly told not to trust yourself and just do what you're told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's what the, all the practices I've learned are like, literally you said like the whole mindful thing. And it's like, even just teaching them, um, like they love, I took, um, a course with, um, someone who taught us all about toning mm-hmm. and stuff. So I was doing it one day and this was, you know, like last year, they get so excited when we all sit in a circle and tone, like, and like, yeah. like energies out. And then they get so excited when like we close our eyes and we track where our energy body is and like what it's feeling and stuff. So they're like, it's just the funny things that kids, if you open them up to, to those experiences, they're way more intuitive than us. Oh yeah. <laughs> because they don't have all their like, tr- like cellular trauma going through them. So it's so funny. Like even just that's the stuff that it's like, I, and I'm, it's the same thing with like piano. I'm not going to force them to do mm-hmm. that. But when like they want to do it and they come to me, I'm like, oh yes. Like, but it's absolutely it's, on their terms. Not, yeah. That's how it is. Like, yeah. So it's, it's all those things that are like the, these tools that like you teach them where I'm like, yeah, if I had these tools growing up, I would have been a way more like especially coming into like teenage years. Oh yeah. I would have been way. And be able to allow yourself to truly understand and give yourself grace in those moments of like, yes, this is big emotions. Just like we deal with big emotions. They call them three teenagers for a reason. It's like Uh they're going through these big emotions, but the same thing in teenage years, it's just a little different packaging, but you're going through all these big changes and things trying to figure it out. But to know that it's okay not to be okay and it's mm-hmm. okay to have all these different feelings coming through at once and to be able to sit and like understand where they're coming from and what's under them because you may feel angry, but really it's not the anger. It's like the sadness under the anger, but the anger is covering that mm-hmm. sadness so you don't have to feel it. Um, those pieces of, of just honoring, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong. There's no wrong or bad emotion. Yeah. And just well, like if that's what's happening, like as um, like you know, I have a I have nieces and nephews in their teenage years and stuff, and like it's 
it's that's that's an age that like I really really enjoy like when people talk about like when what age do you think that like you're like meant to be a parent I'm like I really think like those teenage years like that's yeah connect with like my nieces and nephews but watching them go through like their like they all have like these weird apps now where it's like they track their friends locations and like all these different things and then you have these conversations with them and it's the whole thing where it's like every conversation ends up like being me telling them like you know like asking them how does that make you feel and I'm sure no one even just says like how does that make you feel and it's like just to understand like yeah, that would make me feel pretty crappy too. If I saw, had an app where all my friends were at a party and I wasn't, this was literally an app that they have that I was just with one of my nieces and they, there's a new app where you track. And so they will like, like, like check in. And it's like, they don't even have the tools to even deal with the emotional trauma that that like our teenagers are going through now. Yeah, It's it's a whole new world compared to when we were younger. So it's like, Like, we did silly things and crazy things and made mistakes, but it wasn't like, broadcast into the world because <laughs> we didn't have we didn't have social media to be like we did this dumb thing and now it's recorded nope it's just recorded in our memory <laughs> but well, now they do everything every little thing is well, not on that it's like when I saw that app and apparently like a lot of their apps they can do that with I was like that's so interesting because it's like in high school when you're going through that like you knew some you had suspicions some of your friends were like you know like hanging out or like there was a party going on but it's like you you then like found out about it on Monday and you were like over it yeah now these kids are having to deal with it in a moment real time and be like well what and so then like that moment of like it's just like FOMO times a million and stuff and and it's just it's just crazy like it's so that's one of like my big like motivating factors is like right now like they're great. They're young. They still love like just being with mom and dad, but it's what I'm like really focusing on and what like a huge thing I hope, I hope homeschooling does is like gives them like a sense of security and a sense of like when they do start to like enter these social situations, like they are in control of their emotions and it doesn't bring them to a vibrational state that they can't pull themselves out yeah. of because that's what you are seeing with a lot of these young kids. They're grounded like, in who they are at that point, yeah. like the, in that, that where they're at, they're grounded in that state where the aftermath of what the world does doesn't shake them. So like mm-hmm. I almost took my life at 15 oh and my no God. one would have known that. No one, no one knew what? it. Like I said it older in my, my older years because they looked at me and they're like, you you look like you had everything together. You like little Miss Sunshine. You're a little bubbly, whatever. Yeah. But they didn't realize like there's so much pressure of keeping this persona of what everyone else expects of you mm-hmm. and being afraid to show who you truly are and lo- those like different sides of you because it's not acceptable and you won't be belong or whatever. So you just keep going on this facade until literally that I remember that mo- point in my life sitting there like right before like wanting to actually like take my life and going it would and it it would be less painful for everyone around me if I was no longer here than be a continuous disappointment not that anyone's ever said that but that's how I felt I kept feeling like I the 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 stakes were getting so high that I didn't know how long I could keep this up Mm -hmm. that I could be this golden girl and what everyone expected of me and let alone let myself feel because that just throws a wrench in all of it. And I remember my little sister, like this is once again, it goes down to that. 
we pick who we want in our circle. She's the one who saved yeah. my life that day. If she wouldn't have knocked on the door and said, said, um, cause I was in the bathroom and she said, Jackie, I know you're busy, but I was just wondering, do you want to come play with me or whatever? And like, and then she made that like, but that like snapped me out going, I have so much more to live and do. And there's people that really count on me. Like it's time, it's time to, to shift things. It's time to start. And I didn't really know what that looked like at that point, but I felt yeah. this, this change inside of me at that point. And it still had years of regulating and trying to figure out oh. what that looked like, but it was that turning point. But I, I can relate to the pressure that these mm -hmm. kids are under. And that was back then. Mm -hmm. Like now it's, it, it feels like it just grows. Well, that, yeah, that's like the pressure of feeling like you had to be that person. And it's like the, the pressure that like, yeah. And it, it also kind of goes back to being like a young girl and like the pressure of like today's society. It's like with, I, I'm going to bring in like even the apps with like all the different like filters and everything. Mm -hmm. And like the different ways that like girls like, uh, and guy, like it's just the pressure to be, um, um make, like the divine feminine and the divine masculine during that like especially the 14 to 21 age gap right now it is high like they are mm -hmm. like really feeling pressure to be and that is why so so many will just shut down you know or completely rebel again they don't have the tools to be able to yes. navigate why i'm feeling this way and why everything's being thrown at me either yeah and of course this is like my perspective through my experiences but i'm just it's I'm seeing what's happening like firsthand, like through and that, if anything, that is one of the things that I'm trying to prevent for like my like kids where it's like I, I see where like certain roads lead and it's like I'm trying to like cut off like any of those and then like send them out when they're ready and then also always have a safe spot for them. Like if he decides to go to school next year, we already said, I talked to my husband, I was like, I'm not going to say like, you have to do the whole year, but I'm going to say like until Christmas break, like, cause yep. I think, I honestly think now, uh, it would be interesting to now that we've gotten into such the flow of homeschool, it'd be interesting to like have him go back to such a structured, like structured life. No, to know what. Yeah. And that's another thing when I was talking about how like people like never thought I would be a homeschool parent is one of the things because like I'm not a structured person. I'm not a routine person. I'm not like so the idea but that is homeschool. Like that is <laughs> people don't but realize that. that is yeah. But the assumption is that like with school comes like these structures and these routines and stuff. And it's like, no, it's like actually the fact that like yesterday I was like, I'm done doing this program. Let's go to the art museum. Yes. Like, I literally just want like you guys to go do something, but I don't want to be like that. It's like, and then it's having that flexibility that it's like the day before I didn't plan out like some, but some homeschooling parents are like, and that's amazing that works for them. Like they will have their whole week snapped up. It's like the people like, have you ever been like a, I've never been a meal prepper. I always think. Like, I used to. Like, uh, I haven't I've been like my husband always says you should go back to that so then we like actually have like set and then we don't have to go the night of going huh what are we gonna have for dinner I have no clue I'm starving and my brain's not even processing yeah well it's hilarious because two days ago or whatever day anyways one of the days was um that's another thing too I'm getting so thrown off of the days of the week but uh like one of the days I we made a huge day out of like cooking like you know yeah 
like with measuring out stuff and like how long we cook like turkeys for and like stuff and then like what all we can use the turkey like and so then I like we like I had one of my kids like look up like all the different recipes and like what we can turn the different turkey like where I'm like these are like yeah. legit life scales that involve like the because right now we're in fractional math yeah so it's like Ethan and I was like doubling recipes and like those right there that's like they're learning stuff yeah and you're reading you're using your reading skills and there's so many different things that are tied into those day-to-day tasks yeah and it's fun right (laughs) well I mean sometimes you're like oh my god get me out of here I'm gonna leave the kitchen whenever we're baking cookies like I need to because they're just all four of them are fighting over who gets to crack the eggs and I'm like oh my gosh but it is but it's also navigating that that cycle of like turn taking and things what I really love um that we do is so we have our core like in in Wisconsin and that's where I'm from you have six core um subjects that you have to cover in um, certain many hours or whatever, which we go way over that. I'm not even worried about that, but there's, there's those core. And then I include my own um, different topics too, but um, I give them like themes. So like I ask them like, what, what are you interested in? Like, what do you want to learn about this week? And one day it was, it was dinosaurs and okay. So I'm going to find like science projects and like different things like well, let's talk about what a paleontologist is and what they did. And then we look at the map and like we, we pull in our, our activities to something that's interest to them. So then they want to be, they want to learn. They're excited versus we're going to learn about X, Y, Z because I say so. Like it, it gives them that freedom and, and almost like teaches them the skills of how to structure their own own life. And like we have free time. So you have an hour of free time. Like Mom's got to do business stuff like I have a meeting from here to here. So you get to those times to decide, you know, that you have this window. So you use your time wisely, however you want to do, however that looks for you, but you have here and here, and then we get to transition. So there's some days we're like, Oh, I wanted to do this, but I ran out of time. Well, you know, and how to look at the clock. So we're reading the clock and things like that and kind of checking of what feels good and how to regulate your time. And it's funny that you mentioned the whole dinosaurs and stuff. Cause so whenever we bring in a topic like dinosaurs or like we're just going over the Boston Tea Party and I'm like, okay, so here is what mainstream media yep. says. And then I'm like, here are a few other theories. Now let's use our logic and think what like, so then it turns into like a little bit of a debate thing. Where yes. It's like, have you heard they took debate out of a lot of the high schools? No, I didn't. But that's what I do all the time. Like, here's my and that, I even do that for for me. Like, here's my view and my opinion. I don't want you to take just because mom says so. Like, yeah. this is what it is. Like, here's my here's another take. Here's another take. Now you yeah. make I, I'm making you an empowered decision maker. What yeah. do you feel? What comes up to you as you hear this? And then they say like, well, that seems really harsh, whatever about one, one thing. Yeah. And and I say, okay, why? And it gets their little brains actually critically thinking. And what it brings up for them. And and I'm sad that they don't have debate and things like that because you need to know how to have a healthy, healthy argument versus I'm always right, you're always wrong or whatever. Like you need to be able to explain but why too, not just I'm canceling you because you don't agree with me. Well, and that's it's like culture right now. It goes <laughs> in the conversation of like, we need to interact with each other, not through uh, like we, not through a space of trauma not through a space of like, yeah. I know everything just through like a conversation. That's why we can't even have conversations right now because everyone's so freaking triggered by any, 
little like there's like when we were talking about the dinosaur thing it was hilarious because my husband came home and I was like oh and he like will just kind of laugh because anyone who's listening should know that I was a conspiracy theorist (laughs) before I went into the spiritual world and so and he's just like and my husband will just like laugh out like oh I can't wait to hear what their version of dinosaurs are (laughs) and stuff I'm like well we talked about like you know but anyways, it's the thing that I'm like, there's, they're just having these conversations. I'm like, I couldn't have this conversation with a lot of other like 37 plus year olds because they're so triggered by the idea that it's not what history has told yeah. them. So it's like, it's just even be being like telling them like, it's no one knows. Like it's all yeah. like history. <laughs> well, like, and that's what I always teach my kids. History is his story. There's, that's why it says his story. It's somebody's story, somebody's view, somebody's lens that they're looking through. And then we, I always try to do role play. Like I, um, we do like the, like the fables. So like little red riding hood and things like that. And I love the books that flip it. So we just did like the three little pigs. So you read like the traditional classic three little pigs. And then, um, you see it from the wolf's point of view. And then like, so I love doing that where you can kind of flip because, because I'm like, okay, so we automatically assume the wolf's a bad guy. Well, mm-hmm. what if the the context changed a little bit and we didn't, we are missing some pieces. Like, do you still feel like that wolf was in the bad guy or was he kind of cranky and made a little bit of different decisions? And you, it gives them like understanding and compassion for situations mm-hmm. where I don't know your story. I only know my story mm-hmm. and maybe I need to take a few moments to kind of see where you're coming from before I judge you. Mm-hmm. And That's I love that. And it trickles. Yeah. It trickles into like them where when they're starting to tell me like, you know, when there's blowout fight and like one of them is bleeding, they're all trying to tell me like their versions <laughs> of the story. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> It's gonna be like a court case now. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> like, and so it's like you hear all their different like stories. I'm like, I mean, and then like it's funny because one of the kids, I'm like, you clearly weren't even here. Now, like, you're just going off of what you heard from the other room. Hearsay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, now, like, I don't like. Let's leave your version out. <laughs> you're just in here, and then they also like it's funny having four. They definitely like they'll team up with each other. So we call them the evens and the odds because the evens and the odds, like one and three and two and four, like they'll break apart and yep. then they can like gang up against each other. And we're like, I oh. feel like even when you have littler kids, like, so, so that happens sometimes is like one will get in trouble. And then, then my little guy will like defend him. Cause he's like, no, no, my brother's <laughs> even yeah, though you clearly so- can watch like, but, they, but they've learned like, I always say like kind of have a love hate relationship because they can pick on each other so much. But then like if dad comes and starts tickle torturing this one, this one will fly over the couch and on top of dad. And they have a weird, not a weird, it's fascinating um, protection of their oldest brother. Like, because he is the one like, so the three together, they're all really close in age because one and twins and then the other, the oldest one's two and a half years. Anyways, point of it is, so he's a little bit older and he like, you know, like in their eyes, he can read and he can do yep. these things. Like he's so good. They're superhero. Sport, like they, <laughs> like them. And so the three of them like together, it's like if I get even a little bit upset with the oldest one, they all are like, no, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. 
like yes it was <laughs> like what is going on here so that's still the stuff that like I hope that they I'm like that's the if I had like that if my siblings and I like were you know like that with each other to this day like protecting each other it's like it's 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 what we all come we're doing now like we're creating these circles and we're looking mm-hmm. for like our soul pods and our soul families and when it's like I think there's a lot of our kids who came in with their soul families because but I'm also my kids are young so who who knows yeah. maybe maybe by 20 they're all like oh my god mom made us <laughs> mom made us hang out way too much together <laughs> but, well yeah. and and if you think about it your your siblings are your first best friends they're the people mm-hmm. that you're living life with mm-hmm. um and that you go home with every night like that's they're there so it's good to strengthen that bond when you can yeah. and and have that like for me that's that's what my sister used to always say and she still says to this day like like I know somebody always has my back like I can always turn to my big sister and she will always be there no matter what is going on she'll make the time to listen to me and even if I'm saying the most ridiculous thing and she's like wow you're completely overacting she will let me say my piece and be there for me and and that's our thing like I always say do you want my do you want my advice or do I, am I just listening? Like, cause yeah, that's yeah. the role that I, I realized as, as who I am, like I have so much wisdom to share, but not, not every time does somebody actually open to receiving that. Sometimes they just need me to hold the space just so they can be heard. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I don't want to give unsolicited advice. I'm breaking that, that generational pattern where I can just sit here and hold space for you. And I don't have to say a word. Yeah. I can just help relate and help you express and feel your feelings and be in that moment. And that's perfectly fine. Cause I'm not here to fix anything. That's yeah. not my job. Well, and that's like that right there, even what you're saying, those are like traits that we're passing down to our kids where it's like, they it's yeah. To, it's teaching them when to know just to be a listen. Like I swear <laughs> society, like, like some people, like they don't even know how to listen anymore. We don't even know how to listen to each other. And someone could like disagree with me, but I like, I swear to God, most people are waiting for their turn to talk Yeah, like, and not actually hearing what the other person is saying. Yeah. Like you, you, this is my view and you have to like, like trying to prove something or justify themselves or make convince somebody that the, their way is right versus just stopping and listening and putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and going, huh, well, that's interesting. I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. You don't have exactly. to agree you can agree yeah. to disagree, but you can still be a civil, loving human being to each other and have different opinions on life and mm-hmm. still coexist. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And if like, and even if that's just what we teach our, this next generation of kids, like just have to like, like all these things we've been talking about, I'm like, that is like, that is way more important than learning how to sit in a, be at a job from eight until five. Yeah. And just follow rules that somebody above you sets and chase the dollar. Like, no, I want you to live. Like the whole point of life is to live and experience. And yes, there's things that we we have to do. Like you have to have money to pay bills and have experience. Yeah. You can, there's, there's more than just black and white. Like, that's what I want to teach kids. My kids, like there's a spectrum. There's a Mm -hmm. whole spectrum. It's not just black or white. What are all the possibilities? Yeah. And what feels the best to me and quieting the noise of the world world and be able to be an embodied person and be able to turn back in turn back in and say okay even though this person I love in the world like everything in the world to me is saying this but it's it, something's just like not hitting right mm-hmm. 
I can turn in and see why and I can lean into that. And maybe my kids are my biggest teachers. So maybe something I'm saying is an old pattern that I don't even realize until they say, hey, mom, you said this, but do you realize you did that? And then I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That's one other thing that I didn't realize that that's something that's autopilot that I carry on that I get to lean into and I can grow. And I love how they teach each other too. Like your kids are watching you way more than you realize. Like me doing my practices and things like that, they're watching. And I know because they start teaching each other. And when things are coming, like big emotions are coming up, somebody's hurt. Like, like my middle one will go over to my youngest when he's being big emotions and a little bit dramatic. Sometimes he'll go, remember, we're going to, we're going to, breathe in and we're going to blow out. We're going to sniff the the flowers and blow the dandelion. Like he'll do that because those are words that I've given them of different coping names. Sometimes it's, he's like, let's just go jump on the trampoline. Let's shake it all out. Like, but they know like sometimes our body, this works. Sometimes this works. Like that's our nervous system. Sometimes we need to rev it up, but sometimes we need to ground it back down and navigating those pieces but no one no one taught us that in school at least for me I can speak for me like I had to navigate that and figure it out on my own so one of the big practices I've started is uh when we go to bed at night I no longer like read them books because I'm realizing the books kind of get them like really caught up in the story and we have to like talk about the stories because we're into like chapter books so we usually do that like you know, like earlier in the days on the days mm-hmm. we do it. But so what we do at the end of the night is we clear our minds and our bodies and we like do a lot of breath work. And then we work on our like telepathic skills. Oh, I love it. Telepathy. And so it's hilarious. This is like my biggest mom brag moment, uh, like ever. So we're getting pretty good. Like, especially my oldest son and I, like we like can pass colors back and forth. Like it's <laughs> like kind of insane. So we were at this birthday party, the, um, like a couple of weeks ago and we were playing charades and uh my it was all the adults were playing but my oldest someone's like oh can I play with you he's the classic oldest like yes. he just wants to be with the adults and he's a little bit older than a lot of like his his peers like our friends have like start kind of the where our six-year-old is so he's like oh can I play with you guys and we're like yeah so anyways I'm the one doing like the motions for the charades and he gets like all of them he's like uh <laughs> like rainbow uh like compet like all these different things and so then they're like oh god like that was really quick and so and I was the one who was really good on our team so then he we go through all the people and he continues to like just get their like words when like they're just like they start to do the hand motion I'll say it and like the the other couples there were like okay do you guys practice charades like why is he so good at this and I was like no but we practice like our telepathy yeah I was, like, I was like this is what it has to be I was like there's no other yeah it's connecting to the energy of the situation and yeah. reading it before it is the, well because if you think like, about it everything we think goes into our energy field yeah and kids are they're super open channels so he's yeah. just tapping in and he's getting that thought before it even oh <laughs> so like, I love at it at least there were four teams doing it so because we we're doing two teams against two teams and uh we like we killed it <laughs> like we were literally the best and like it was when we were leaving they're like okay like make sure like we bring Cal back for and I was like I know anyway so it was one of those moments where I like I know he was tapping into something and it was just one of those and like I could care less if he like got an A on his like like yeah. his you know spelling test and like that was so cool and he's and, gonna like, take that know. skill 
into yeah. his life ever that's going to make a bigger difference than an a on my math test yeah being able to connect into people's yeah energies yeah. and thoughts and stuff well and it was so funny this morning my husband was getting them ready to go like he took them out today and um he's like he said something to my husband and I go hey Cal I was like come here like and I said to the two older boys I was like dad my I was like you guys should read his energy right now and like really figure out how to like interact with him through like what you what like and so then sure enough uh my oldest comes back in and is like oh yeah he's like he's a little grumpy he's like I'm gonna like like he and knew. then you then you can play the, yeah. the room and you can when you can read the room you yeah. can adjust not changing who you are <laughs> but you can adjust your energy yeah. because sometimes when your energy is here and you have a loud energy this person gets the energy yeah. interacts so you can okay I'm going to bring this down kind of match and I can bring them up not that you're lowering your energy it's just the the quality of it like the well, so what he what he did is how he interpreted this my oldest was like he got all of the three his little brothers ready to help his dad because he could tell his dad was like yeah making it easier yeah, so he's like, I'm going to do something to help it, like, because he's getting frustrated easily and stuff like that, because it's like, you know, getting the kids out of the house, and like, I don't know if you're, but like, it's just a little oh, bit yeah. harder that's, that's, that. Oh, yeah, we have people going everywhere in their own little personalities, and <laughs> yeah, so, so like, I was like, oh my god, I was so impressed by like, and then our, my second one, because the twins are four, they just turned four, so they're the ones where they get really like, ah, so it's like the two older ones knew to just put on their like to just they were very aware <laughs> they didn't have to ask they just did what they needed yeah. to do like yeah. it was like we need to make sure and I was like that like those are skills right there where I honestly think we should be teaching our oh kids yeah to, like read a room like honestly <laughs> like especially like oh god yeah and so as, as I hear you saying that like partially is there a little bit of like co-regulating the nervous system because yeah. if, they're, if they can regulate their nerve like I feel dad's dysregulated if I yeah. can regulate my nervous system, I'm not playing into his nervous system. So yeah. we all kind of come back to that, that homeostasis. <laughs> well, like even when he was in, cause my husband was in, he's doing this thing right now. So he has to work really late and like, he's going into work later and stuff. And so I, he's sleep so thrown off. So this morning, even like before he left, um, he tried to ask me a question and I was like, honestly I was like I can't like with this energy right now I was like oh we'll talk about this when you get home like when you self-regulated I was like <laughs> I think you should be aware when you go into that car with all of your children <laughs> that they are can pick up like oh them. yeah it was just funny it's like that whole thing of we're all just aware of each other's like energies but a lot of times people are aware of each other's energies and they poke it you know yeah it's like we just kind of gave each other space to like feel whatever you yep. need to feel and like to come back and it's like that's what be able to uh, hold this space and just say okay like I I can feel that there's like lots of stuff shifting right now that mm -hmm. I'm gonna kind of step back like I said I'm I'm gonna not antagonize and I'm gonna let them process and integrate where they're at and then come in because I'm gonna be better received like these are skills mm -hmm. that they're learning that they can apply in every relationship they in have every professionally and uh, like personally well, and that's what, like, I wanted to, I said something a little earlier and I wanted to, like, verify, like, there is nothing, like, there is so, there are so many great jobs where you're an employee. I'm not one of those people who, where I think everyone should be an entrepreneur. Like, I think that oh, there yeah. are so many people who have, like, and the whole thing is, is that, like, when people, like, teaching them how to, when they, like, go into, like, situations like that, like, 
like choose people who don't put you in like a nine to five box, like let them like choose people, like choose to work through companies and people who let you express yourself, yeah. who let you like, you know, if like you can get a whole month of work done in like a day, like then let like people like choose people who will honor like your, like your different work skills. Yeah. And realize that if you have a boss that wants you to spread that out, that you should keep that to yourself. Well, yeah. And some people thrive in that, that, that time frame piece because they yes. work at work, but it's, it's just figuring out what feels right to you. Exactly. That doesn't feel like super constrictive that you still can express and, and learn and grow and be able to have that piece. Cause not everyone is built to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur no. is not easy. Like people no. like kind of paint it sometimes. Like you're yeah. not going to just wake up overnight and then come up with this like million dollar program and, and be sipping on my ties on the ocean like that's not that's not reality <laughs> right I'm like I actually think like the more and more I go into like working for myself I'm like man I, I think it would be great just to find a great employer who like you know wants yeah who, like I think it, it would be cool if we went into like um you know a little bit more of like contracting like things out you know where it's like yeah. you have like where it's like sometimes I don't want to do it all I can you can do the work, but you don't want to have to do everything for yourself, like set up like the meetings and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's like, well, and it plays up can... people's strengths too. Like, that's how I think yeah. it was back in the day, like a community, how community works is like being able to see every people's strong suits of like, this really lights up this person. Like this person's really artistic and they're whatever they, yeah. they can do this. This person is really yes. like detail orientated. So this role would be perfect. And, and like introducing that and helping um, the community function as a whole organism because that's what it is like we're all part of one like we're we're all yeah. parts of the whole and to figure out where where we mesh and stop trying to pretend that we're this racket mm -hmm. thing over here when really like this is where we're, we're meant to be this part of yeah. the organism well I'm noticing with the homeschool program so we started doing the thing where um we're like we're just after the break we will we're going to bring in someone to teach like English to our oldest one, yep. just like a lot of that, just come in like an hour a week. And that's another thing, like, just because I don't know how to teach you. <laughs> like, I'm like, I know like what, you know, pronouns, prepositions, adverbs are and stuff like that, but it's, there's definitely a skill that yeah, somebody else's that strength. I, that's not my strength. Yeah. So I can, I can lean in. And that's a, that's an important skill to teach our kids too. Yeah, Like all we all have our strengths and weaknesses yeah. and our weaknesses aren't bad. And we get to strengthen those parts. But we also can know when to ask for help. Exactly. And when can we rely exactly. on somebody else? Like for me, like history is my husband's like forte. Like he loves history. He's a history buff. Where for me, I give me like the math, science, reading, like that, that type of stuff. That is mine. So it it plays well that I'm like, okay, so dad's taking over this part. Or or like if we wanted to source, like this is something that you're really interested in. And it's out of my zone of expertise. Let, let's go find somebody outside to teach you about that. Well, it's also working from like, I noticed something with home, like with making this shift, like you kind of work through traumas or like triggers that you yeah. don't even realize you had, like where it's like, I was running from a space of like, I can do it all. Mm -hmm. I can have the cleanest house. I can have, like make all the food. I can do like Wonder I can Woman. all these kids. <laughs> what? Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, that's like part of our programming to like, we burn mm -hmm. ourselves out, you know, where it's like, now it's like, I, I realized with this homeschooling, like one of the 
the great things about it is I got to open my eyes to like, oh, I can outsource some of these things. I don't need, mm-hmm. like, no one's watching me. Like, I don't, like, I, because yeah. you know, you, I, have, you have nothing to prove to anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, that's something that I realized, like, I thought all these people were watching me and like saying these things and, you know, like, oh gosh, it's so, but it's like, no, like no one's watching you. Like just literally like get the help. Like don't, you don't have to do it yeah. all yourself. Like that's not the point of this point of this. is actually There's no reward at the end of the day of how many things that did you juggle yeah. on your and own. To be and able you to were- like connect. Yeah. And to be able to like connect with each other and stuff. And that's part of it is to make like these networks and connect and stuff. And it's like, we think we isolate ourselves so much and act like we can do it all. But it's like when you make those connections and stuff like that, and then it's like, you bring beautiful people into their lives mm-hmm. that are teaching them skills that you don't have, you know? So Absolutely. it's just, and like personalities, cause then you get to vet out your own people when you send them to school, which is totally fine. Like, and as they're older, that's great. But like, uh, at their age, we're like forcing them to be with all these personalities that we haven't vetted. Like, yeah. so it's like to be able to kind of like bring people into our household and put it through like my own filtration system feels really good too. Well, that, and if you think about it, a child, when they first enter the school, it's not only scary because it's a completely different environment. There's by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it's very traumatic. If you really think about it from that point of view is like, your main support, you're like, your loving parent drops you off into this strange place with strange people with big emotions and then just leaves you and say, and you have to hope that they come back and pick you up later. They say they're going to, but who knows? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's a whole new world. <laughs> so in a lot of my readings, I noticed that like, so in like my multidimensional readings, I noticed that sparks of people really, really get dimmed during like, they have like that when you got to that school age, I've seen this like a few times where it's like, that's when like a spark of them aspect of their self kind of started to hide because they didn't feel they left their home where they got to be everything and like, they'll like do all their crazy stuff. And then they like, they get into these school systems also. And that's when they learn how to like hide parts of themselves that like, mm-hmm. they don't think other people want, you know, yep. like, even if it's, even if it's my boys, the wild and crazy parts yep. that are like actually like they, they, that is a part of themselves because they wanted it to be a part of their experience. But then you have these people telling them nonstop to like, stop talking, sit down. Blah, blah, blah. And so th- that part of them starts to dim out because you don't honor it. You don't tell them to go. You don't outside. give them space to be able to tap into yeah. the piece too. Like there's yeah. a time and place where you can listen and listening and following rules are important skills too. But there's also having the space of being human and knowing like energy builds up. We as an adult are not meant to sit for eight hours a day and have somebody teach us or, you know what I mean? Like, your brain can only absorb so much energy at the same or so much information at the same time. So like having those brain bakes, being able to encourage to move your body is super important and be able to step away and be like, whoa, this is just enough. Like mom, I want to go outside because we may have only spent like 10 minutes on this topic, but this is a new topic and my brain's full right now. Like my my kiddos will say that like, mom, my my brain's full. I need a brain break. And, Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right. And I honor that. And there's also a reason why there's such huge market for people who do inner child work. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Are working through the shit that they experience as children that like is still like a part of them is still living inside. That part of them is still inside of them. Yep. But yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I just love these conversations. And I know we could talk about it forever, 
but mm -hmm. um, we can kind of close up for here and I'll, I'll definitely have you back on the podcast and talking about different aspects, but I am so thankful for having you here with us and opening this, this conversation and giving people an, uh, kind of a look in, because I don't know about you, but I got, get that question all the time. Like, so you homeschool, what does that actually mean? Like, yeah. why do you do what you do? Like, you're insane. You want to be with your kids 24 seven. Like why I get that a lot. And like, how does that look? Like, yep. I can't even wrap my brain around it because I haven't opened that to be even a possibility. And giving those, like, little starter pieces to people to kind of see that we yep. are. We're raising this new, embodied, empowered future. And yep. our future is important. So letting them have a better, not just do what we do, but allowing them to be who they want to be. Mm -hmm. and, be, and choose to be and be that embodied person to be able to turn back in and give them the tools that we wish we would have had back then, then we wouldn't have to do as much unpacking and trauma work now. Yep. Yeah. Is there anything you would want to leave anyone listening here on this topic? Um, no, we call it a close? I, think it's, I think it's just that if you're even on the fence about it, um, or even if like you're not even there yet, just to entertain the idea. And um, like you said, it's, it's fascinating how many people who I wouldn't even expect, you know, who like, I wouldn't say are in like the kind of more like aware community still are thinking about like the homeschool thing because they're seeing what the ladder is. Like they're see like they're here having experiences at their like schools that like just don't feel right. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's spreading out through like the, you know, right now it's like, it's, taking over in a lot of different communities, a lot of different people. And I think it's, it's pretty cool. And it's definitely one of those things where all moms are like, I just couldn't spend, I just couldn't even imagine, but it's, it's the hardest part is unschooling yourself. I swear yeah, to God, the absolutely. Part is to unprogram <laughs> yourself from thinking that you are going to turn your house into uh, not a, like an eight to three school class. Yes. And that's not, that's not physically like sustainable. No, anyone. it's not. Yeah. Nope. It's not, it's not serving the kids. It's not serving you. It's not serving anything. Exactly. It's a lot of pressure, but yeah, I mean, it just comes back to just trusting yourself. And if you have that nudge of just kind of like looking in and seeing what the possibilities are, and maybe that's not a possibility, but you can still take some of these concepts and integrate them when they're not in school too, is just making that safe home oh, yeah. open space too. So, I mean, oh, this yeah. is not just for homeschooling. It's just looking our view of like parenting and how we do it a little differently. And I love that. Yeah. But yeah, I am so excited and so honored to have you here today. And I am just, I know that this is the message that somebody needed to hear. And I just love that. But Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Revolution Tribe and being part of our soul family. If anything in this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, leave a review, and share your takeaways. You can find me on IG at Grow with Jackie B or on YouTube at Soul Revolution Tribe. I will see you next week for more soul conversations and medicine. Bye for now and see you back soon.